dear listeners here i am with another series of interesting stories our beloved holy mother sharada devi loss of an avatar our beloved master the guru a loving husband could be devastating for disciples and ma sharada too So how did Ma Sharada live the rest of her life in service to mankind and love for all was her mantra Come let's explore the days after Sri Ramakrishna The five fires Sri Ramakrishna's passing away left a deep wound in the holy mother's heart as her grief persisted some devotees suggested mother why don't you go on a pilgrimage to the holy places in the north so she set out in august 1886 accompanied by swami yogananda her women companions golapma and lakshmi didi and a few others She visited many places Deoghar Varanasi Prayag and Vrindavan and she felt immensely happy while at Varanasi a holy woman advised her to practice the austerity of the five fires saying that it would take away her grief Sometime later while she was living in a garden house on the Ganga close to the belur math she was again urged to perform the austerity of the five fires in a vision so four fires were lighted on the terrace of the house six feet apart the fierce sun that shone brightly over the head was the fifth fire the holy mother and yogin ma who was one of her women companions bathed in the ganga at sunrise and sitting amidst the fires meditated they did so till sunset for seven consecutive days they went on through this ordeal from dawn to dusk after this the holy mother felt great inner peace all this the pilgrimages and austerities made her ready for the spiritual leadership which she was to assume later In 1888 the holy mother set out again on a pilgrimage to Gaya an ancient city sacred to Vishnu she also visited both Gaya where lord buddha received enlightenment here she visited a big hindu monastery and was pleased to see the monks live happily they didn't suffer for want of necessities The mother's heart in Ma Sharada Devi was pained at the thought of her own children the monastic disciples of Sri Ramakrishna who were roaming around as mendicants she said after her visit i went to see the monastery at bodh gaya it was filled with various articles and the monks 
did not suffer for want of funds. After seeing this, I often wept before the master's picture and prayed, O Lord, my children have no place to lay their heads. They have very little to eat. They trudge from door to door for a morsel of food. May they also have a place like this? The Belur Mat was subsequently established by the grace of the Master. Narendranath, the chief disciple of Sri Ramakrishna, became Swami Vivekananda. After his master's passing away, he travelled throughout India, mostly on foot, and mingled with the rich and the poor. Finally, when he reached Kanyakumari, at the southernmost tip of India, he meditated deeply on what he had seen and came to the conclusion that he would have to go to the west. India had to be awakened and that could be done only by making India's message appreciated in the West. By the beginning of 1893, he had almost decided to sail for America. But a doubt lingered in his mind. Was it really the will of Lord? After seeing Sri Ramakrishna in a vision, he mused, Yes, my master Sri Ramakrishna does want me to go. But yet, how can I be sure? Well, the Holy Mother is there at Calcutta. Why don't I write to her? Thus, seeking a blessing, he wrote to her. Ma Sharada Devi knew nothing of America. Swami Vivekananda was just a penniless young monk of 30. But she saw the unmistaking finger of God directing him in his mission. She was sure of his success and so she sent her heartiest blessings. All the Swami's doubts vanished. He exclaimed, Well, no more hesitation now. Let me go. And by September 1893, the world wondered at his success at the Chicago Parliament of Religions. Vivekananda returned to India in early 1897 after his triumphal visit to the West. He now turned his attention to the starting of the new monastery of the Ramakrishna order. Land was purchased in the village of Belur across the Ganga, not far away from Calcutta. The Belur Mat, as the monastery came to be known, was formally dedicated by Swamiji on 9th December 1898. During 1899, the Holy Mother visited the Belur Mat, accompanied by Sister Nivedita and some other Western disciples of Swamiji. When she placed her feet on the Mat grounds, Swami Vivekananda received her with great humility. The Mother herself swept and cleaned the spot of ground and worshipped a portrait of Sri Ramakrishna there. It was an event of great joy. Swami Vivekananda said to her, Mother, this is your own place. Please be at home here 
and walk freely over these grounds. Regarding the site, the Holy Mother remarked, I always noticed, even before the purchase of this land, that Sri Ramakrishna dwelt here. As it were, in a happy mood, she added, Now, my children have a place to lay their heads. At last, the Master has bestowed his grace upon them. Sister Nivedita, an Irish disciple of Swamiji, was known as Miss Margaret Noble. She came to India in 1898 at Swamiji's call to serve the Indian people, particularly the Indian women. She therefore wanted to start a girls' school at Bagh Bazar in North Calcutta. In those days, Indian girls rarely went to school. But Swamiji wanted Indian women to be as educated as men. So he had asked Nivedita to open a school. Sister Nivedita had rented a house at Bospara Lane in North Calcutta for the proposed girls' school and had requested the Holy Mother to inaugurate it. On the afternoon of 12th November, the mother went there, accompanied by Swami Vivekananda Swami Brahmananda and Swami Sharadananda. There, she performed the worship of Sri Ramakrishna and then declared the school open. What a memorable event in the history of women's education in India.